This podcast is brought to you by LOETB Community Education Service. people's story in Bordenamona is pretty similar especially anyone that spent a long time in the company um, like I was originally from Baileyborough in Cavan and uh, uh, when I was a young lad and Bordenamona's name was mentioned at the turf board I thought it was something to do with horse racing you know because there was very little bog up in Cavan anyway very very little useful bog but I came to Bordenamona in 1967 and I retired in early 2017 which is almost 50 years so I'm nearly I'm nearly as old as the company itself, um, but um, like when I came first, I was only fifteen and a half. Uh, there was no free education in Ireland at that time, so uh, companies like Bordenmore and the ESB were valuable for for employment and, and keeping you at home in Ireland. But my I suppose looking back, f- early impressions of Bordenmore, you'd see the the workers there, the dedication and the commitment they had to draw in peat uh, to keep both the power stations and the brick factories going in the worst of weather. I mean, the conditions were horrendous at times. And uh, then even in production, you'd see lads coming home um, and all you'd see was the white of their eyes because the rest of them were co- covered in peat dust. And the, reason, and the only reason you could see the white of the eyes was because they were wearing dust goggles. You know, that's how, how, how bad it was because most machines uh, hadn't cabs on them. So, like the peat would be blowing all over the place and into them, but still they kept, they were dedicated, they were committed, and I suppose from my point of view, because that that kind of started my interest in employee conditions and and terms and conditions of employment and uh, stuff like that. For my, you know, I got involved in unions and I got involved as a worker director over the years in board in the morning, you know, uh, and that. So. I suppose that that was a big plus. Like, in fact, if if I was to look back from a personal level, uh, the greatest honour I ever had was actually being elected to the board of the company as a worker director uh, by the employees. Uh, I spent sixteen years on the board as a director, and uh, that was four elections that I was elected by the employees. And I suppose, as someone once said to me, Pat, you couldn't get that was really like being a. Uh, getting educated in life you know at the university of life because as I said when I started out there was no free education so it was the tech and nothing else that's all that's the outlet you had and if you look at Bordemona okay it's changing now but it's an absolute iconic company because it educated families it kept families together it stopped mass emigration uh, and it stopped husbands from having to go to England to get work and send money home that they were able to stay in Ireland and raise their families and I know times were tough and that but it did educate their families and send them to university and that so from that point and then there, I'd say there's not a family in the Midlands that hasn't got the Bordenamona DNA in their system you know because someone has some relation whether it's mother, father or whatever it might be uh, that worked in Bordenamona uh, and as, as was said before, there like we talked about the housing schemes that, that they put together. I mean, it built up communities: Rochford Bridge, Kyle Love, uh, Lanesborough, uh, you know, Kilcormack, all those areas. I mean, those those have all developed because of what Bordenmore brought into it in the first place. And of course, I mean, you have to credit the ESB as well, you know. But uh, they're really 
the abiding memories of of the company as, as and that's why when like I even remember going to a funeral of of a, of a, a pensioner in next board Namona worker, and one of the gifts was brought up at mass was the scale Namona, the local board Namona magazine, the in in house magazine. That's how much he looked forward to getting a copy of that magazine every month in retirement, just so as he could catch up with what was going on in the company, and to see that that level of you know feel for the company and that. And that is that's that's in every we say all the retired people they all want to know how board one is getting on. I know most of the characters are all passing away now, and it's it's sad because there was some brilliant characters, you know. No, no, scaling them. Uh, well, that's another story, I suppose. Um, like Val Trod was the editor, a, a brilliant character, a brilliant, a brilliant editor, and considering he was a fitter by trade. Uh, but he, he produced Scale and the Moon on his own uh, and it was a, a great publication because it, it told of what Board and the Moon were doing as a company and the, the future plans it also talked about the past it reminisced it, you know, it kept in contact with pensioners and so on and so forth is there, a copy we there is there is yeah would a copy I would I would yeah. Yeah. So just quickly Pat um you, so you've then seen it from both sides, from from the point of, you've seen it from the point of view of management within the structure, as well as the point of view of the worker as well. So you've seen. I have. And not every worker would have had that opportunity. No, no. So, it, so what, did did it change your? Did it change me, uh, Noel? I suppose if you if you talk to other people who maybe voted for me in the elections, <laughs> they might tell you the story, but. No, I, as I said, I was 16 years on the board and, uh, like, the elections, like, there were fiercely contested elections. I mean, you had... It, it was run on the on the lines of a general election. Exact same as a general election. Everything was the same. And the scale was nearly the same if you, if you take local constituencies. Taken as seriously? Or more, more seriously, because there would be a 90% turnout in voting. 90%? I mean, no election ever has that. The people were very tuned in. The employees were very aware of what was going on, and they would drill you on your campaign. But first of all, like everything else, even in, in the, the political scene, you have to be nominated. So in most cases, because this was done under legislation, the Worker Participation Act of 1977, uh, so you were nominated, uh, and, and the Worker Participation Act would state that in semi-state companies, a third of the board... Uh, could be elected by the employees and that would happen every four years so first of all then you were nominated by more than likely a union your your relevant your relevant union then you would appoint an election agent then you would get a manifesto and you would draw up your own manifesto stating what your aspirations were for the company and what you had planned or hoped to do for employees when you got on the board and then it, you canvassed and the company would allow you 10 days to canvas all the locations in the company. And that wouldn't be enough because there's so many locations. I think we were operating in something like 18 counties in Ireland. Then uh, you take hold as well to try and uh, get as much uh, canvassing in as possible. Uh, because we'd have locations starting, we say, Wexford, right across to Cork, Kerry, up to Limerick, Galway, Mayo, right across the country to Dundalk, uh, Dublin, you know, back down to Tipperary and every Midland county. So, at your own expense or the, uh, the union's expense? 
No, no, the union, the union, well... Who paid for your petrol? You would get an allowance from the company of so much. Okay. No, it, w- it wouldn't cover you. They were behind this. They weren't. No, 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 because it was law. It was legislation. Now, in fairness, some unions supported their candidates because maybe they were you know, in a better position than other unions, right? But uh, I suppose if, if you were into the thing, it didn't really matter. You know, you just, it was, you know, you were in this, t- <laughs> if you were going to contest, you, were, you wanted to get elected, you know. But... You then went around, you canvassed all the works, and then, of course, the, the count then, or the election day, or the count on, on election day, uh, that was done on a, on a PR basis, the public, or uh, uh, proportional representation. So everything was the same as a, as, a, as, a, as a general election. It was mirrored exactly the same way. You had a returning officer on the day, the whole lot. So it, it was, and then, of course, the, the Bush Telegraph went out that evening with results and how you did, but you were... Scale Namona, well, Scale Namona would have a, a, an article on it, all right, and there's plenty of articles outlining what happened at elections and stuff like that. But uh, you would be totally drained. I mean, you would be just, you know. I guess so. Was like a poison chalice, Pat, or, or were you happy to, that you had the support of your fellow workers? Well, pursue a mandate, right? Yeah, but I suppose I was very lucky uh, when I, on all the occasions I ran. The people I had in the first election, and there was a 20-year time frame from first to last, you know, over the whole the, the span of time, that the people I had at my very first election, bar anyone that had retired, were all still with me when I contested the last election. So I was very lucky that I had very loyal and, and supportive people because, you know, in any walk of life, you will achieve nothing on your own. It's all about team-based. It's all about, you know, people working with you and you working with them. If anyone thinks they're going to achieve anything on their own, that's that's the rock, the rock they'll perish on, you know. So I was very lucky in that sense, and I mean, I would put it down to uh, some of the people I had, and as Eugene said there, he was one of them as well. But it's not it's not even that; it's the people you could trust. You have to trust people, you know, and you have to. And at the end of the day, it's like at board level. I mean, you talk about decisions. There's twelve person, uh, persons on the board of Board Namona. There's only four worker directors. So if anything goes to a vote, you've lost. You know, so it's all about building up credibility with the outside directors who are appointed by the government, outside directors to see can you influence decisions and explain why you think it should go a certain way. So you have to have rationale. You know, so it's it's not about saying I'll do this and I'll do that. It's all about knowing when you can win a fight or having the rationale that you know maybe you should go this way instead of that way. The way I looked at it was. You know, and I mean, the, the biggest thing in, in, in as regards being a member of a board is, is uh, confidentiality. Because you have to be very careful in, in relation that you don't damage the company from a commercial point of view. I mean, like, it's a balancing act. So, you, you know, like, it's not like you're a union representative because that's a different forum. So if you're on the board, you, you, there's a whole lot of other things. You, you must protect the company at all times and, and that. But if, if you see decisions going wrong that they're going to have a major impact on employees, you have to say, hold on a second, this, we might have to go that direction, but there's ways of going a longer way around it and minimise the hardship and impact on employees. And what you do then is you'll talk to people behind the scenes, both in management and in the, on the worker side, and without actually saying things, you'll phrase things in a certain way that people say, you know, is he giving us a hint here or you pick up on something and you're not breaking confidentiality? So it's, 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 you know, anyone knows anything about, correct, it's any, if anyone knows anything about politics, it's identical. It's the same thing. Surely the grounding that you got in Board of Mona 
I was I was approached by a number of people, or, or I won't say approached to actually run, but you know to maybe consider it. But really, no. Like as I said, I was sixteen years on the board. That, that was enough. There was enough uh, work to be done there, as far as I was concerned, internally, without actually increasing the. And anyway, the wife at home wouldn't have been too happy if I went that line. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by LOETB Community Education Service.